We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Today, producer Cole Bebe is feeling a little like he's in uh, WWE UK. He has the British accent today, so if he chimes in, he has to speak in his British accent. Either he watched the Tyson Fury pressure yesterday, or most likely he's listening to a lot of Beatles because he's a huge Beatles fan. Either way, he will be British for today. So every time he chimes in, we will mute his mic if he's not speaking in his British accent. Man, it's it's been a while since we've been in studio. Actually, it's been one week, but it feels like it's been a while. Every time we do a remote show, thanks everyone for tuning in, checking out our boxing show over the weekend. We are here today to speak MMA. We have a what was a big pay-per-view. Co-main event is out. We'll speak about that. But the main event is still strong. Kobe Covington versus Jorge Masvidal right here in Las Vegas. Me and Dre will be there in attendance. We'll talk about that fight today. We'll have another guest, which we'll tell you about in a little while, but shout out to UFC, still sending us amazing guests every week. Also, Dre, we have to talk about last week's card and the developments with Cain Velasquez, which are all over the news. There's some details out there. We'll speak about the situation um, as we get into our MMA segment a little later. To start the show, though, I'd be remiss if we didn't start by saying happy belated birthday to our man, your guy, Big E. Yeah, yeah. I know he hates the birthday shout-outs. He tries to deflect everything. He He didn't post anything about it, like, on social media. No, he hates it. He he texts me, and he texts Johnny. Like, we had an R. Hills Rock call. He was like, stop bringing so much attention to this. Like, like, you're too much like me, except you have a much bigger profile. Yeah. You're just going to have to deal with all all this praise and love. So, yeah, man, that that man's another year older, and uh, he ain't do nothing just like me. I was like, what you doing? He's like, squats. I was like, all right, <laughs> got it. That's that's your birthday fun? All right, no cake, squats. God's like, I eat squats for breakfast. Yeah, I was like, all right, cool. So happy birthday to that guy. Yeah, I feel like that's it. Squats and bench press. That's that's how you get to become Big E. Just that's not surprising at all from what we know of E. But happy birthday to him. Another year of great success, hopefully on the horizon. Last year was really good. I mean, ending aside of the title reign 
But hopefully this That's year. That's another show. Yeah. Hopefully this year, you know, we we see there's a clamoring for how he was done, and there's a clamoring for him to get back to the top. So one thing with WWE, you never know when something's going to change. So all it takes is one more movement. You've been you were watching like the elimination chambers were approaching WrestleMania. Kofi Mania happened in a blink. So E winning Money in the Bank last year happened in a blink. So you never know what's going to happen. I know nothing but success in his future, though. We'll save that for the wrestling show coming up this weekend. Spoiler alert. Uh, today, Dre, I felt like starting with hip-hop. Just real quick, because it's been a second. And I was inspired by your time. And this tweet. Goody Mob's thought process is a perfect rap song. Also, CeeLo is absurdly... Underrated as an MC. This stood out to me. Two levels. One, I'm not sure I've ever heard you say something was a perfect song. I've said it before. You're uh, very picky. Black Star's Respiration is a perfect rap song. It's perfect. Is it? Okay. I mean, I really like that song. I only have three perfect rap songs. No, I have a few, but that's a perfect rap song. That's fair. What are your other perfect rap songs? Oh, that's a good question. Perfect. perfect. I'll give you my three off the top, and there's probably more. Because, I mean, oh, I go uh, through reasons. Electric Relaxation is so. a perfect rap song. Oh, you did say that during the thing. I don't agree. But I think it's really good. And we, 90, we 93 went to Till the, Infinity is a perfect rap 93 song. Till Infinity is on my perfect rap song. It's absolutely perfect. They Reminisce Over You is a perfect rap song yes. for me. And only one as of late is Lupe Fiasco's Mural is a perfect rap song to me. I don't think I've ever heard a song as lyrical as that song is. So those are my three perfect rap songs. I'm Then I could go into like Reasonable Doubt and everything. Like International Players Anthem is a perfect rap song. Original? Like one? International Players Anthem? With UGK and Outkast? Yeah. Absolutely perfect rap song. A- absolutely perfect rap song. Really? Yes, 100%. Okay. Play a shit at weddings. They do play that at weddings. It's a, it's a perfect rap song. Perfect. And there's nothing else like it that you'll ever hear again. Now, that collab is insane. Yeah. That's one of the best collabs. That and, and Reservoir Dome. And Three Stacks verse on that? Absolutely perfect. Yeah, him kicking it off. The yeah. video is yeah, impeccable. Perfect. perfect. There, are, there are perfect rap songs. There's, not, there's very few and probably no perfect rap albums, but there are perfect rap songs. Illmatic's a perfect album. But it's, it's a few and far album. between. Yeah, it's a, an absolutely classic album. But I don't I don't know if that has a bad verse. No, it doesn't. Yeah, like that, I mean, that's as close as and but it's truncated, right? So it's like nine songs. Yeah. You so you a, can be very perfect in yeah, that. Yeah, the margin for error is very small when you have that many songs and yeah. executing on all those songs. Nas has perfect rap songs, Jay has perfect rap songs. People have perfect rap songs. So all right. Goody Mom, perfect rap yeah, song. Yes, thought process I can, is a I can perfect rap. It's a really good song. My next thing is it's just weird to hear you, by the way, be so complimentary. Your grading scale is through the roof. My next thing is CeeLo is absurdly underrated as an MC. Oh, yeah. I love this take because I've been saying this forever, but people forget, or maybe they never knew, CeeLo before he was a singer. Dude, CeeLo as a rapper is fucking astounding. Crazy. There are a few people that nobody had ever heard of that jumped on a song and tore it down. AZ did it on Life's a Bitch, also a perfect rap song. Um, CeeLo did it on Get Up, Get Out. 
This motherfucker mm. opened with, I don't recall ever graduating at all. Sometimes I just think I'm a failure to y'all. And then just blew it out the door. It's a seven-minute rap song. Yep. CeeLo on the first Goody Mob album. CeeLo on the second Goody Mob album. From Beautiful Skin to The Experience. That dude is so inexplicably underrated. We talk about MCs and nobody talks about CeeLo. Nobody talks about him. No. Because he's done so much. Yeah. As a producer, singer. Yeah, pussycat dolls. Yeah, like, next level. As just, now at this point, he's just CeeLo, right? Like, he he did, like, hosting. He did, He's just an enigma to his own self. So people forget, like, no, he can spit. Yo, that dude can rap. So, yeah. And, and, he, and it's not, and the thing is, like, I think Carmen Rogers, who was a singer for the Foreign Exchange, we, we talk about this, like, once a year. It's not like CeeLo is, like, super lyrical, He's just very poignant and matter-of-factly, and that voice is just, like, undeniable. Yeah. So if you go back and listen to the first Goody Mob album, they open with that Free, where he's singing Free, yep. and then it goes into Thought Process, and I'm like, dude. And then, like, you listen to verses like him on Black Ice or him on Cell Therapy. He's never had a bad verse. Cell Therapy is so dope, too. Like, good. And then he can sing. Yep. Like, before Drake and, and everybody else, there was CeeLo. Yeah, it was CeeLo Green. Now, granted, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, Narles Barkley and all that." Nah, man, I'm I'm a Goody Mob CeeLo guy. Like, and everywhere CeeLo shows up, he killed it. When I first heard him on Get Up Get Out, I was like, "Who is this guy?" Because Outcast was new. Yeah, you know, and it was like, and Andre and and Big Boy didn't become exactly what they were. They were still in their infant stages of rapping. And this dude comes on, and I was just like, I've never heard somebody rap like this. And being from the South, and it's like. The the stereotype what a southern rapper sounds like. Yep. Seal skirted all that. Dungeon family stuff. Killed it. I was like, man, y'all keep talking about all these rappers who are underrated. No, CeeLo. CeeLo's horribly underrated. It's criminal. There are times where he was like the best rapper in the world to me on certain songs. I was just like, the still standing album, Liberation, The Experience, Beautiful Skin, uh, even They Don't Dance No More. Everything he touches on that. His goal. And that doesn't say that Gip and Timo, like, they're whack. It was just CeeLo was... I really like Gip. Yeah, he was just another level of MC that we hadn't heard. As a crew, Goody Mob is so diverse and weird. Like, Goody Mob gives you, and I didn't know this till I went to Atlanta, exactly what Atlanta is. Oh, yeah. Like, those three, like, they are the personification of Atlanta. Just... CeeLo and just being so diverse and, and well-spoken and every, like you find all these type of black people in Atlanta and they all three of them like were encompassed in this group. Yeah, dude. Goody Mob, Soul Food. Ugh. Omni. Like yeah. just like those songs on those first two albums in particular. I wasn't a big fan of World Party, but whatever. But those those songs on that album were so they they were Atlanta, especially I was in Atlanta at the time. Oh, yeah. So it was like, when I heard they don't dance no more, it was like, oh, my God. Because they don't dance anymore. All they do is this. And we'd be in the club. Dude, it was just like everything, the food, like on soul food, fried chicken, macaroni, cheese, and collard greens so big for my jeans. Fast food got me feeling sick. Them niggas think they slick. Yo, CeeLo was just on his game, and nobody was rapping like that. Nobody was rapping like CeeLo. To this day, there is there are few that are as as valuable in that space as CeeLo, and people give him flowers for the wrong reasons. They talk about crazy, and they talk about his singing, and, you know, like, even the CeeLo Experience albums, but, yo, as a rapper, profound. So that brings me to 
the topic we all love, Mount Rushmore topics. It's always my favorite. And I love putting you on the spot. That's why I didn't send you the rundown. So, and, and this is tricky because I'm not, I was trying to think of a perfect way to position this. There's no perfect way to position this. What is your Mount Rushmore for the best collective slash label crews? It got me thinking because Dungeon Family, uh, are they the best collective in hip-hop history? CeeLo, Outkast, or Goody Mob, Outkast, you had Killer Mike on there. And we've seen what Killer Mike has since gone on to do. And even he was ripping it back then, but even what he's done since, Sleepy, that them as a crew and a collective. But then you have others, Rockefeller. No Limit, Cash Money. You can both you those have, What? No Limit, Cash Money. For me... Cash Money, if you include Young Money? I don't care. You're bugging. You get them out of there. All right. I, don't, I, don't include, I wouldn't include Young Money. That's, you got to include Young Money. Nah, you can't. Cash Money, Young Money. No. It's under the same umbrella. But that's the problem. It's an umbrella underneath an umbrella, so they're not the same. Nicki Minaj didn't do songs with Manny Fresh. All right. Drake did. But that's what I'm saying. But Young Money is a different collective than Cash Money. <laughs> I, that's tough. All right, so you want to break it down to one, one notch on because Rockefeller y'all. takes a hit if I can't include Cam and Dipset. Yeah, I mean, but you also have to include they got songs together. You get, you have to include the misses too. Rockefeller had some misses. It's all Dame Dash's fault too. Yeah, I'm not young Chris and young Neef. No, nah, that's not even them. You remember they had Rockefeller like Espanol. No, no. They, 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 they had like Noriega doing reggaeton. It was a plan that they had. No. There was a whole sheet of all this stuff Rockefeller was going to do. It's hard. <laughs> like collectives, is it a label collective? Because are you included like Maybach Music Group? Are Maybach you, Music included. Death um, Row? Death Row included. Yeesh. Good luck beating Death Row. At their peak of their powers, yeah. Drake, Snoop. Bad Boy included. Um, Bad Boy like 90s run. I would say, because Bad Boy might have different iterations. Well, that's the thing. Through. It's like, if you, because people go, oh, the locks. But I was like, the Bad Boy locks? No. If you think I'm jiggy? Yeah, no. No? No, not the same. Rough Riders locks? Different locks. Money, Power, Respect locks was dope, though. They were. I mean, the, the power was always there with the locks. Yeah. But Bad Boy locks and Rough Riders locks, two completely different versions of the locks. True. They and, can't be on both. Rough Riders got to be its own collective. Yes, Rough Riders are their own collective. Yeah, yeah. And, but... Yeah. I mean, so they, they, top you, got, you have collective. TE? Yeah. All of it. I don't know. Odd Future? I don't know. Just ASAP Mob? Um, not that they'd be in like a Mount Rushmore, but they would count. Uh, but see, even then, it's like somebody like Bad Boy. I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know what you call that. It's a label. Yeah, that's why I said collective slash label. I mean, but but like that's the, they had a billion the artists. They, in that particular time, it counts. If you want to dock them for, I don't know, Black Rob? I don't, I don't know. Black no, Rob had saying, hits. They had, like, a, they, had a, they had just had a billion artists. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're not going into, like, Machine Gun Kelly times, but, like, when they were a crew and a collective, like, the strongest collective at one moment. So I, that's like an NBA team. It's like, are you taking the... Because you're not... If you say the Warriors is one of the greatest franchises all, of all time, yes, you have to you, include the Warriors when they were trash. No, too. no, no. I'm just talking about that collective. Like, the Warriors, when we say, oh, the Warriors, and collect, we're talking Steph, Clay, Draymond. Yes, you can include the KD year, but KD also has a, 
his collective and OKC. Yeah, you, so yeah, so it got to be the you errors. Put we got to put years on it, sure. Because like that's that, the caveat I was looking for. We got to put Death years Row was on it. Garbage after, after no. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking for years. Dungeon Family is a very specific moment in time. Native, uh, tongues, native count? tongues count. Oh, they're on the Mount. They're absolutely on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, there's it's no hard question. to take Native tongues. There's out. no question. Native tongues on the Mount Rushmore. Well, bad boy Death Row, Native tongue, <laughs> Dungeon Family. No, but then I'm omitting Cash Money, Young Money. Yeah, I can say bye to both them. Peace. <laughs> see you later. That's, see that's cold see blooded. you later. See you later. Like that is tough. If but Death Row good is, music, good music had some joints. No, good, Rockefeller got to be on mine. Now the Rock, no, like, that Rock in the era, the Rock with Dipset on the label. Nah, I'm good with Jay. Nope, that was Blueprint style. No, you. I got to take that Native Tongues. Organized noise over Rockefeller. Yeah, I mean, Dungeon Family. Dungeon Family over Rockville. Outcast, Goody Mob, and what organized noise produced? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. But Rock got the best person ever. Yeah, I mean, you take Jay out, it falls apart a bit. Yeah. But you take Biggie out of Bad Boy. Exactly. It gets a little little shaky. Death Row, you have to take pieces out. Like, there's Snoop, there's Dre, there's there's Dog Pound, there's later was Tupac. Tupac's included in this window. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. You can't remove Death Row. From I'm not sure way. if they're not number one. And then Native Tongues, like, redefine how we listen to music today. Yeah. So you can't... Jungle Brothers, like, with their house style, De La for being De La Tribe. Tribe. Because De La and Tribe itself is like, you really can't... Queen Latifah. Yeah, I mean, no. Native Tongues is absolutely on this list. Damn. Rockefeller, I'd keep off of this. Rockefeller... TDE's... Was tough because Rockefeller better than Bad Boy? No. I don't know. Kanye was there as a producer, starting to rap. But he wasn't signed to Rockefeller. He was. College dropout? No. He's Def Jam. Was he always Def Jam? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a Rockefeller chain. Yeah. It was Def Jam. I'm counting him in the crew. At least for that one album. You give me Young Ye. This is too much, man. You, uh, you, give me, you give need me to parse this out a little bad bit boy. better. Because you take Biggie out of Bad Boy, you're left with Mace. Well, no, you're, you're left with... <laughs> and like a Craig Mack single. Yeah. Well, yeah, Operation Funk the World was not the greatest album. Yeah, but, and like... But the, see, here's the hard part. You got to go Mary, 112. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if still you take the R&B enough. side, the 112 album is... Woo. No, it was great. Still not strong enough to compete with The Rock. Give me Bad Boy out of there. That breaks my heart. Rest in peace, Biggie. Bring in Rockefeller. And then I'll agree with your other ones. Native Tongues, Death Row, Dungeon yeah. Family. Death Row is... A lot of people take Dungeon Family out of this, though. But that's why I wanted to, like, put... Because I think Dungeon Family has a place. Because they're like, yo, you take Outkast out, what do you have? You have C-Lo and they say and Goody, Goody Mob. Mob and, and people don't rank Goody Mob and it's, it's as goofy. high. It's goofy because, like, you have Outkast, which is arguably the greatest duo of all time. Yeah. Some people will debate it. Whatever. Good luck. You have Goody Mob. And you have CeeLo. Now, you take what CeeLo did as an individual. You take what Andre's done as an individual. You take what Big Boy's done as an individual. You take Organized Noise. You take Killer Mike and what he's done as an... Yeah. Good... It's hard to top. Yo, Young people, Money, if you put Young Money with Cash Money, they got to run. Young yeah, Money by good. itself, because you have Drake, which could is arguably the biggest commercial success yes. ever in hip-hop. Drake, Wayne, and Nicki. You have Drake, Wayne, Nicki, and then if you... Combine them into cash money. It's just too much time yeah, in just, between. Not on my better pass. Yeah, yeah. But that's strong. That, those are hits. That's that cool. Strong. But I, I'm not grading this off. I mean, there's really good albums in there. 
you're bugging. Drake got like two Drake. Because if you take Drake off, you still got Wayne. You take Wayne off, you still got Drake. Well, Young and Money then, Wayne, what's, what's I mean? Carter are, 3 not, on. Not, that cool. not Carter 2, and I like Carter yeah. 2. Carter 3 on is... You don't like Carter 3? There's a lot of good mixtape Wayne in there, too. There's a lot of good mixtape Wayne, but I feel like that was pre-Young Money. When Young Money was established... Sorry for the weight. Like, no ceilings No ceilings. Stuff, that was before. That was right before the Carter 3. Yeah, and that was before Drake is, uh, and, and Nicki wore Young Money. No, they're on that album. Young Money was established. He had Young Money guests up. There's stupid... Uh, Gutta Gutta was on that album. See, that's the other that thing. Mixtape, it like, brings was, it down. <laughs> little twist. Little twist. So long. Little fate. Like, they, they had a lot uh, of people. Wait, wait. Uh, As a collection, are we including Wu-Tang? Damn, yeah, we got to include the Wu-Tang. Mm, shit. We got to include the Wu-Tang. Oh, my God, Justin would have killed us. Yeah, like... Yeah, if, the if Wu got... I don't know. I don't know where the Wu goes. <laughs> I really like Rockefeller records. <laughs> I'd say Wu over Rockefeller. Damn. For individual success? Yes. I mean... I mean, look what RZA's done. Oh, my God. In general. Method Man is just... RZA, You can meth. take meth out. And you got you still going hard. Classic crazy. Like you still going crazy. Like you still got Ray. You still got Ghost. Oh my! They're God. on the Mount Rushmore. That's that's like damn. I got it. Ain't no so, way you cannot put. So they bounce Bad Boy and Rockefeller. Oh yeah. See ya. Damn, Bad Boy ain't as strong as I thought. <laughs> like, nah, man. If, if, if you if you have to stand on one pair of shoulders, and that pair of shoulders leaves, and the whole building collapses, that's, doesn't matter. With Wu Tang, you take the Rizzo out. It's like all right, cool. We got Jizzy. We got Meth. We got Ray. We got Ghost. Got deck. Like there's a lot. Yeah, dirty. Like, man, good luck. Woo? Yeah. They're not a label. They're, they're just yeah, the, as a collective. Nah, somebody's gonna run in here. It was like, what about like Sons of Man? I'm like, hey, we're not talking about nah. the infantry. And- Rockus? Rockus not a that's a label. It's a label. It's not a, it's not a collective. It was a movement. No. Rockus was a the story of Rockus is a very intriguing story, but it's not a it's, it's a label more than a collective. Okay. Because, like, Black Star, Most Def, even Eminem was on Sound Bombing 2. Yeah, Company Flow, like, but they were, they were like the ECW yeah. of hip-hop. They ran out of money, and the label kind of folded. Aftermath, because technically Kendrick has done, like, Aftermath shit. Yeah, I wouldn't count that. So he's more TDE. Yeah, it's TDE. So Aftermath is really just Eminem and 50. Which is a big which deal. Which in game, Eminem, 50, in game, that's, that's not a bad hey. crew for Aftermath. As an aside, did you see Game and what he said that Kanye's done for more for me in two weeks than Dre did in my career? <laughs> listen, 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 listen. And I tweeted it, and like a few people DM me, it was like, you're right. It's like a kid who was raised by their parents with a silver spoon in their mouth, and they get a new girlfriend. It's like, she made me the man I am today. Bitch, no, he didn't. It was these goddamn parents. Quit playing. Dre, if it wasn't for Dre, you wouldn't exist. Wouldn't be anywhere. What yes. is Kanye? Kanye did what? Dreams? Yep. No butterfly tattoo on your face. Like, stop, game. No, no nothing. Stop. I mean, in the past two weeks, I don't know. I know they got one song together for I Donda. Don't care. So Donda too. We're talking it's about like the single. Yo, as many times you name drop, yeah, like you're almost as schizophrenic as Kanye at this point. Like, oh, you, he named you drops had a, an album called The Doctor's Advocate, and you mean to tell me that Kanye? There, there's been no Kanye advocate. <laughs> no, there's not. Like, no yo, Paul Heyman the, for the, the Kanye documentary, movement. The Doctor's Advocate, Name Drop Dre. I remember we did this at Hip Hop DX. We counted how many times a game Name Drop Dre, and it was like, it was over 100. 
And it's like, you mean to tell me that a guy, Kanye, who's done like a couple songs with you, has done more for your career? Then your career's in the gutter. Cut it out. Said in the past two weeks. Oh, yeah, two weeks. I'm sorry. So none of those songs count? He's a goofy. Maybe that, they that got was, new songs. That, but was, like, that was so disrespectful. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That, yeah. No, nah, I can't even put them on. Like, Aftermath, 50 fell off hard. Yeah. It, it got real ugly after a while. But, yeah, I think that's the Mount Rushmore then. So... I want to hear everyone else's Mount Rushmore's as well. Hit us up on Twitter. I think our final one is Death Rose, still probably number one. And then you have Wu-Tang, Dungeon Family, and Native Tongues. Native Tongues on our top four. Let us know what you guys think. We're going to hit the break. We're going to come back. It's time to talk MMA. We have a huge pay-per-view this weekend. We have to talk Cain Velasquez and some results from last weekend. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. everybody we are back time to talk UFC but well I guess we got to start with Cain Velasquez and this Cain Velasquez situation former UFC champion and WWE superstar Cain Velasquez was arrested um on Monday I believe on Monday and jailed then details started rolling in and it appears at this time um Different sources have, have led this way that Cain Velasquez shot at a vehicle of a man charged with sexually assaulting a member of his family. There are reports that it was his stepdaughter in a daycare, a home-owned daycare. And this man lived in the home of the lady's daycare where she ran it and was charged with it, made bail, or was released um, to serve at home while waiting the court case to begin, and Cain Velasquez shot at him, missed him, shot that man's stepfather, who was also in the car, and Cain Velasquez was arrested. This is tough. There's layers. Layers on layers on layers. So Cain Velasquez did not shoot the man guilty of, or not, we don't know who's guilty or not guilty, the man accused of sexually assaulting his family member, That guy left unscathed. A person who has not done sexual assault to our knowledge was hit, not fatally, but that was the person shot. Whenever you're shot, it could be fatal. So his attempted murder charge for Cain Velasquez. For all accounts, that's an innocent bystander. It's... It's easy for me to see people say free Kane and no be free. like ain't no free and Kane. And be like, I, I get the justification. Yeah. But he ain't shoot the guy it don't matter who where you would scream free Kane. There there is no listen. I understand. Anybody touches my daughter, they're gonna die. But I also understand that if they die, I'm going to jail. <laughs> That's kind of it. There's right? two ends of this. Yeah. There, there is like there's there's a couple things here. Of course. There's going to be people say, well, they should let it play out. Yeah, have kids, and then we'll have this conversation. But (laughs) Cain Velasquez drove on an intersection. Broad daylight, 3 p.m. Right. So there's reckless endangerment right there, right, with a firearm. Now, it's also premeditated now. 
There's yeah. no, there's no knee jerk. Unless he said, I always carry my gun all the time and I got scared and I fired back. That's not what happened here. So reckless endangerment, premeditated murder. Like Kane's going to jail. He ain't getting out of this. The, the mitigating circumstances do not mean anything in the court of law. You think they could drop the attempted murder no. charge? No. Oh he tried boy. to kill him. I mean, he tried to kill him and he missed. He missed. That was tough. And it, like, if it wasn't his stepfather, let's just say he murdered a little girl with that shot. It's over. So it doesn't matter. Reckless endangerment is reckless endangerment. It is what it is. I mean, he could get caught on reckless endangerment. I'm just talking about like the he higher had, charges. Not, like, he's going to get hit with all of that. Because it's not like it wasn't a crime of passion where it, it was like, surprise, this dude jumped down. You, oh, I got scared and you shot him. You planned this out. Yeah. And came across the intersection, found the vehicle, and fired into the vehicle in a public setting. Yeah. Again, I understand. Very I'm not much. saying I wouldn't do the same thing. Maybe I shouldn't say that on there. Uh, but... <laughs> It's all right. I, Listen, I like, get it. If I'm not, if you ever catch me not on this show and they be like, yo, Kel's in jail, you know what? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I get it. People are saying free Kane. I understand why you're saying it, but you can't do what Kane just did. No. You, you just It was can't. in sloppy fashion. Yo, it's like. A lot of people are like, yo, why didn't he just fight him? Like, run up, fight him, and beat him up. Like, I mean, he could have, but I mean, it's, it's a moving car as well. Yeah. So I don't know. You're not taking down a moving car. I mean, Maybe the, the moving car got to stop at a red light sooner or later. I mean, he could have, like, reached it's in. It's a lot and, of work to try to drag somebody out of their car. More than shooting someone into a moving no, vehicle? No, that's why people shoot people, because it's easy. Not when a vehicle's moving. It's, a, it's like much Grand easier than the thought process that goes into fighting somebody versus pulling the trigger. I don't know. I feel like... They got to stop sometime. It's, it's like watching yeah, but the then car Yeah, you have shape. to get out your car. You got to open their door. You got to pull them out. If their I, door is locked, what do you do? Oh, you're punching through the door. That's, that's more work than I'm pulling out a gun and squeezing the trigger. That's fair. But it's less than I'm definitely going to Look, prison. Kane wasn't thinking about any of this. No. Kane was just and out. By the way, if Kane fights someone with anger, yeah. a normal human being, he, he might kill them anyway. Possible. It's just everything that he did... Is against the law. And that's just it really it. I mean, I believe the mandatory minimum is 15. He's probably going to get hit. He might get hit with a... They might hit him with less charge. Who knows? But there's no way he's getting out of this unscathed. That's impossible. I just... I get it. And I've mentioned this to you guys in the group chat. If you want to see something, go watch the, uh, the documentary on Showtime, Outcry, about a high school football player who was accused and charged with molesting uh, a child in the daycare. And watch how that plays out. Now, I'm not going to tell you everything that happens in the documentary. Well, let's just say this dude wasn't guilty. That makes this thing a million times worse. Oh, yeah, that, that's not good at all. Right. But, who? I mean, again, if my daughter came to me and said, Daddy, that man, yeah. like, I'm, I'm not going to ask any questions, which is wrong. But that's what we got to take accountability for our actions. Like, Kane did something that he knew was, was probably going to get us, him locked up. The problem is he's, he doesn't have the satisfaction of being behind bars knowing he got the guy. He has yeah. to be behind bars going, I missed. That's the hard part. That sucks. Like, some innocent guy is just like, ah, I just stepdad. It's like, damn, that sucks. At least I could be in jail for trying to get the guy I wanted to get. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. It's a horrible so, scenario. Horrible. We'll see how that plays out. I mean, by all accounts, Kane was a nice gentleman. There's people, like, sticking out for him, a.k.a. fam and all this good stuff. But again, like you said, he he knew the the repercussions. He weighed the pros and cons. He didn't weigh them. He, and he chose violence. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. There was no weighing. If something happens to your daughter, there's no maybe you're just going. 
No, I mean, you're weighing how you're going to whip some ass. Yeah, that's or like it. You're not weighing the consequences no, of it. No, like, I've never shot a gun, so, like, I'm not weighing, like, yo, let me go get a gun and shoot somebody, because I'm going to miss. Like, I don't know how to shoot a gun. So, I'm just weighing, like, what's my weapon of choice yes. here? Like, yeah. this bat is pretty handy, and I'm start fucking twirling it around. Like, I'm one of the outsiders. Like, I, it's, it's going to be real good, like, you know, I've never shanked anyone, but that guy, that got to be kind of easy. Or I just give someone these hands. Maybe that's probably my weapon of choice. I'm calling like eight people and we just stomping them out. Like just old New York. I got my Tim's at the crib. That's the only time I take the DC's off, baby. I put the Tim's on. I go over there and we just stomping somebody out. I feel like the DC's would do a lot of damage. I <laughs> they, feel like stomping they somebody. They <laughs> I feel like stomping somebody with DC's would be like so disrespectful. If I had explained it to my friends, what happened? Yo, you just got the dumb big logo on your face. Yo, these, these sons of bitches stomp me out on some DCs. And they'd be like, silence. And they'd be like, <laughs> you got stomped out by DCs? All anyway. black DCs. Ugh. Yeah. It ain't so, black Air Force. Someone on, someone on Twitter, I think, was like, yo, all black DCs are the, the white people equivalent of all black Air Force. Yeah, only crime should happen. Yeah, guys. and I was like, shit, I'm rocking the gooned up skateboarder kicks. Yep. I love it. Yep. So, yeah, now we'll see how that story kind of unravels uh talking about mma in the octagon we had a fight last weekend we had bobby green on show bobby green's amazing bobby green did not win no 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 it was short notice versus it would have mattered one of the toughest fighters it, it, in the it UFC. didn't matter islam makachev is just on a different level right now yeah we saw his only loss where he got caught in the triangle and yeah you're like that'll never happen again nope that was the one and done so I know we're going to talk about UFC 272, but I'm a little sad that Makachev didn't get put into the fight with RDA. And they Super went, sad. He's like, they went with Moicano, and I'm like, Makachev is right there. Yeah. Now, it's not like Makachev, in his mind, he's like, I'm not jeopardizing my status because I'm going to destroy him. Yep. Let him fight. It sells more pay-per-views. If you're in the, yeah. the game of selling pay-per-views, you're selling pay-per-views Dude. with that fight. You're not selling pay-per-views with Moicano. If there is anybody who is who you look at right now and be like, ah, it's the champ. It's Makachev. Yep. In any division. We and this is including Kamaya. I mean, neither of them really have wins against top five no, opponents. No, Makachev has mowed down everybody. Look, not top five opponents. I mean, Dan Hooker. Kamayev has been literally punched. Three times. Well, yeah, no, he has. Like, a, I mean, he, he literally hasn't fought anybody, but Makachev has mowed like Dan Hooker. What he did to Dan yeah, Hooker was just impressive. downright disrespectful. But we we've seen him lose. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Kamaev has I, been touched look, three look, times. Makachev splitting hairs though. They're one and two. I, but I think Makachev is number one. Makachev is the one guy in that division right now, especially looking at the landscape of the division. Kamaev and Usman, you would say, well, Usman has a fighting chance. Usman yeah. might still be the favorite in that fight. He hasn't lost. Meanwhile, Islam Makachev versus Charles Oliveira. I don't know how Oliveira uses jujitsu when he's getting smothered. That's important because we've seen what Khabib has done to these guys, except yeah. for Charles Oliveira. Makachev is the one guy that you look at right now is like, yeah, as soon as he, dude, he's, I think he's like a minus 300 favorite to beat Oliveira right now. That's generous. Like to Oliveira. That's, what, that's, that's the equivalent of getting Look, three points for being at home in the NFL. Oliveira is incredible. He's the champ. Makachev is just on a different level. Different level. There's no other fighter. I don't care what division you throw at me. Will they have a fighter that I'm like, 
Yeah, that guy's. That, there's. A, I mean, I love gay cheese, leg kicks, and everything. But nah. we saw against Abib again. Gay, all that shit goes out the window. Gaethje, you go. Ah, you know he might lose to Oliveira. It's a 50-50 fight. Yeah, depends how it plays out. Makachev, I don't see anybody beating him because you have to have a certain style to beat Makachev, and I'm not sure what that is right now. So that dude, no one knows. That dude mows down like he. He beat Bobby Green like he had no business being in the octagon no. with him. And Bobby Green's a damn good fighter. Yeah, Bobby was like thinking about what he was going to do. And the next thing you know, he's on his back. And the next thing you know, it stopped. And Bobby's like, damn, I just wanted to. I love his quote after. He was like, I just want to feel like, yeah, like, but like he, I, I couldn't even do anything. He doesn't give you time to do that. No, And that's why, like, like, as soon as Michael Chip was like, I'll fight RDA. And RDA was like, let's do it. And I'm like, why are they not booking this fight? Look, I like Moicano. Yeah, and I and I know maybe it's like, well, Moicano and RDA is a more competitive fight. That's cool, but I think if you put Makachev in that fight now and he wins, the the clamoring for him to fight for the UFC lightweight title is that much bigger, and that's kind of what you want. Obviously, Habib is under the impression Dana called him and said Islam has the next title shot, which is odd because he still hasn't been the top five opponent. Yeah. Yeah. And then Connor today on Twitter before we started the show oh, said, God. "I can't wait for my next fight." For the title. Connor, Connor ain't won a damn lightweight fight in how long? It's been five years now. There's no way this man should get a title shot. He has more wins over top five opponents than Islam, which is one. Than Islam. Islam Makhchev destroys Connor McGregor. Eats oh, him for lunch. Hands down. Which is why you got to give Connor his title shot before no, Islam you don't is have champion. To give Connor, why would you give Connor a title shot? Because he's just going to get rocked by Islam. Oh, he just choked out. Let's let him fight anybody. Why should he fight for the title? I don't know if he wants a title shot. I just, no, he doesn't fight for a title. No. If it's Gaethje, Gaethje Connor does good numbers. Dude. If you're wondering why give him a title shot, that is why. It does good numbers. How about this? How about this? If it makes dollars and makes sense, How about this? Let's be real. Yeah. Conor McGregor fights anybody it does numbers. Title or no title. It doesn't matter. That is fair. So why do you got to put a title on the line? They like doing that. It's it's. The, I mean, do they? This weekend, Masvidal's fighting Covington, and the, both these guys are on lose. They're coming off losses and yeah. main eventing a pay per view. I guess it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. And and it's a not the most stacked card. No. under them. So and they're like, no, these sell. two are going to sell. Yeah. So Connor fighting in the main event of any UFC pay per view card is going to do numbers. Unless if it's Oliveira, I think you go Islam Connor. You're not getting another title shot unless for some reason you talk your way into getting one at one seventy. Connor ain't beat nobody. He deserves. He, he shouldn't even be but close if, to a title shot. If Usman's like, yo, I've beaten everyone, give me Connor. And you look at it and you be like, you know what, Usman? You kind of deserve the payday. Or just pay him. How about that? No, because you got to justify paying. Like, I just, I don't, I don't like the idea that Connor McGregor can benefit from losing. I don't like it. The man hasn't won a lightweight fight in five years. They got to give him Nate at 170. And then there you go. roll him right into Usman at 170. Look, look, what but, does more no, better numbers? Connor versus Nate or Connor versus Oliveira? Connor versus, Connor versus Nate. Nate. Hands down. Okay. Connor Poirier, four, does better. You know, like that, those are both really good options for Connor. Connor don't need no damn title shot. Connor could use a win. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, the man hasn't won. Makachev has won. He's been winning. Connor doesn't even know what winning looks like. When. Oh, well, I don't want to give away my prediction. So, Jorge Masvidal would be a great opponent for Conor McGregor. Yes. At 170. Of course. He's like, yo, Conor, what do you got? He's not going to take you down. 
So let's see what your striking is. Yeah. And if you can knock out Jorge Masvidal, then you can just... This guy had two title shots a year ago. I know. You can justify him fighting Kamaru Usman. Yeah, but he has, he has to beat somebody. That's yeah. all. He yeah. has to beat somebody. It's not like he's been on a long layoff and inactive. No. Nope. He's, he's fought and lost. Yeah. He got knocked out by Dustin Poirier. Yeah, and then his leg broke. So. Yeah, and then his leg broke. In a fight, he was going to lose anyway. Yeah, but I mean... And then Nemergamedov destroyed him, right? So who you beat? Donald Cerrone? In between. Yeah, please stop. In a, in a welterweight fight, stop. There's no way this man should be anywhere near a title shot. But if... If, if he does make, get a title shot, give him to Usman. Don't give him at 155. No, and Connor's big as hell right now, think, by the way. I think the smart thing... are we talking thing, about 155? If Connor wants to fight a lightweight, let him fight Makachev to make Makachev a bigger star. <laughs> you know Connor ain't fighting Makachev. You talk, you talk, you want, you want to fight for a title. If, if Connor were to beat Makachev, yeah, you get a title opportunity. Yes, but the only way he's going to fight him if it's for the title. He's not going to fight what him for nothing. What does Connor care about titles for? That's the only thing... He's going to make the money. That's man, all he cares about. That's what I'm saying. You don't need a title to get the money. I don't, man, let's talk about 272. But I don't want the to talk title about in his head proves that he's still the best in the world. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But it really does. But he got to cherry pick the champion to yeah, fight. He can't. And he's in a position where you're going to be in a world of hurt anywhere you yeah, go that's right what I'm saying. now. I don't want to talk about Connor. Can we talk about 272? Because Kobe Covington is the guy who, if he said, I wanted a title shot, you'd be like, well, you beat everybody. I don't like Kobe as a person, but as no. a fighter, he went Probably the second best fighter in this division. Yeah, he's gone through everybody. He's just lost to the champ twice, though. So yeah, everybody loses the champ. So it is what it is. But twice? It, hey, Masvidal lost to him. Like, Leon Edwards, when they fight, he's going to lose to him, too. But Covington has a, a stacked resume where you could say he's a winner, too, away from being back in the title picture if we can't find anybody else for Usman to fight. That's fair, but Usman's beat his ass twice. He has. But that's what I'm saying. If there's nobody else, if there was literally nobody else, he was like, Pick somebody in this division who deserves it, who's beating everybody. There's always Connor. No, <laughs> there's always Connor. It's like Robert Whitaker right now. Yeah, Robert yeah. Whitaker beats everybody else, but the last style bender. Yep. So it's like it's, he it's shit out of luck. Yeah, Connor has beat nobody. I just maybe wanna... Bobby Knuckles can cut down for Usman. Well, he's talking about going back to Wells. Yeah, and I think he'd get a media title shot if he moves down. Yeah, it'd be why not. I think I think Knuckles should cut down the welterweight yeah. to fight Usman because he ain't beating Adesanya, so no, it is what it is. Not at all. Try try Usman. You're gonna lose to him too, but it is what it is. But at least you got like a size difference. You know, at least you got a new face that's beating you up. Yeah, yeah. You get a, a puncher's chance at that one. So let me go back and get this card. UFC 272. Running through the main card real quick, giving our predictions for the fight. Let me just check out the prelims, make sure we're not missing anything crazy. We are not. So, main card. Uh, Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Let's send Greg Hardy home. Let's get him out of here. Going to Bellator. <laughs> he might <laughs> win this fight. That, that is home. He might win this damn fight. This is best chance. I'm picking him to get knocked out, though. I'm just I'm gonna pick him to get knocked out too. Cause it, I think if, if Greg don't get you out of there in the first mm, two minutes, he gases. He's an oxygen mask. Yeah, Spivak got knocked out. He beat Olenek by decision and then knocked out Vendera. Yeah, give me him to knock out Greg Hardy. Yeah. Every time I predict a Greg Hardy fight, it's him getting knocked out. So well, yeah. let's just He's put not that going on the distance. Unless somebody just wrestles him to no, death. And I'm not picking him to knock out anyone. I'm always just uh I if I was a betting man, I would lose money. No parlays with Greg Hardy. Yeah. Because I'm not betting on him. 
And the next fight, Kevin Holland versus Cowboy Olivera. This is a really fun fight. Like because it. Holland likes to stand up, throw hands, and Oliveira does as well. But I'm picking Kevin, Kevin Holland to win this fight. Kevin Holland has had a tough, he had a tough 2021. Yep. After having a remarkable year before that. And he, his only losses were to like wrestlers. Oliveira is not that. No. Oliveira is going to stand there and fight him, and he's going to get knocked out. So I'm picking Kevin Holland by stoppage. I am too. I'm picking Kevin Holland to win this one. Spoiler alert, he is our guest. He'll be here uh, shortly joining us. Always nice to talk to Big Mouth. So Kevin Holland will be uh, on the show in a little while. But yeah, 100%. I think he loses two wrestlers and he has to work on that aspect of his game. But this is a tailor-made matchup for him. So I'm taking Kevin Holland by decision, though. Cowboy Oliveira is tough. Wouldn't be a surprise to see a knockout, but I'm going with the decision. And then Edson Barbosa versus Bryce Mitchell. Look, with man. the camo trunks. Look, look. Bryce Mitchell is a lunatic, right? Give that man his camo. He's he's talked about having guns, how people don't deserve health care. Yeah. He's still a pretty good fighter. Damn good fighter. But he's getting knocked out by Edison Barbosa. Yeah. And this is more of a want than a than a, than a <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just being clear here. Like it's a lot, this is a card full of people you just want to see get KO. Yeah, like I want to see a double knockout in the main event, but we're not I'm not getting that either. But uh you just want to see people get wrecked on this card. Edson Barbosa is still one of the better strikers in MMA. And Bryce Mitchell's a really good wrestler, right? So Bryce Mitchell could potentially put him on his back. I don't know if Bryce is going to be skilled enough to find an entry point to not get clipped. Because once Barbosa keeps a little distance, he needs to get back to the leg kicks, too. Yeah. But if he can slow down his mobility, you know, he might see one of those Terry Edom roundhouses that catches him in the face. Um, but, yeah, it's more of a want than a real prediction. Nah, fuck it, it's a prediction. I'm picking that to Barbosa. I'm going to go Bryce Mitchell, <laughs> wrestling him. But, no, I get it. I wonder if the UFC sat there and was just like, you know what? Who do people hate on our roster? <laughs> like, no, it's just they, controversial. They didn't even do that. They said, it's who does Dana love? And they were like, all right. <laughs> like, we got, we, who, you like guns? Yeah. You like non-COVID? Yeah. Like, you like yeah. Trump? Yeah. They're like, Let's put them all on the car together. I don't know where Greg Hardy fits in that, but yeah. Like, Greg Hardy, domestic abuser. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only person missing from this card is like Henry Cejudo. Oh, Triple C would be a great He'd addition. piss everybody off. I really want him to come back, too, but he's coaching his ass off, though. Yeah. Um, and then we have RDA versus... Moicano now. I, I, I don't like Moicano taking this on no. this short enough. It should have been Islam. 14-hour flight from Brazil to come back and then get ready for RDA. And he, he was 180 like, yesterday. He yeah. got to get down to 160. And he can do it. It's just, it's, it's still RDA. Like, RDA, yes, he gets mowed down by Makhachev, but not by Moicano. Moicano could win this fight. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Maybe but, this guy has this 14-hour this, this flight, doesn't hurt him. He's still in fight mode. He could be fine, but I'm picking RDA. Me too. Too much to overcome for Moicano. Kudos to him for stepping in. Main event, Colby versus Masvidal. So here's my question before we even talk about the prediction. I'm going to ask this at the press conference, which is weird because I don't want to ask this at the press conference, but I'm going to. What are the stakes for this fight? Yeah, it's not a number one contenders match. Like, what does the winner get? You uh, can't get a title fight. It's not WWE. What do you want him to get? If, if it was WWE, anybody can fight for the title at any time. <laughs> that's what they do. Um, you want, like, a UFC money in the bank contract? I'm just saying, like, what are the stakes? Colby just cashing in whenever? Just what are the stakes for the winner? Because you are you are bottlenecked because you can't fight Kamara Usman, right? They get the UFC equivalent of a money in bank contract where if whoever Usman is fighting, 
or Usman get hurt that week, it's you a, can step in and fight for an interim title or the title again, but you're not getting booked right. for another title fight, but you can cash in if someone happens to get injured. That's what you want. Because the reason why I ask is, I want to know what Dana thinks, and then I want to know what Masvidal and Covington think they're fighting for. Of oh, course, you know Covington thinks he's fighting for yeah. another shot. At but the if game. you're Masvidal, it's like, what am I fighting for? Like, I, I get why I'm fighting this guy. I don't like him. But everybody's end game is to be a champ. Yep. And if you can't beat the champ, what are you doing here? Guess you're just going to make some money? Is this one of Masvidal's last fights on his contract? I don't know. Masvidal ain't going nowhere. I don't know. I mean... A Jake Paul fight is always within arm's reach. Yeah, if he were to leave, but, you know, he's he's bigged up the UFC so much that... Oh, yeah, just, just yo, let me go handle this. I'm going to come right back. Yeah. And then that might be a very tough fight for him. Yeah. At this point, I mean, Masvidal got hands. This, this is different. Yeah, it's a, a way bigger guy and a different skill set. Um, this fight, though, MAGA powers explode. Yep. It's a pretty easy one for me to pick. Kobe Covington... By stoppage in the fourth. No, I'm not picking. He's going to wrestle the hell out of him and then ground and pound him into a stoppage in the fourth. It'll be contested. Masvidal won't like it, but he'll be getting his ass whooped on the ground for three rounds, and the ref will take mercy. He's going to stop him in the fourth. Uh, I'm picking Covington as well. Covington leads all active UFC welterweights with 61 takedowns. Covington is, I believe, fourth among active welterweights with an hour and 40 minutes of top control. Took down Usman. That's Covington hasn't submitted anybody in six years. Um, Masvidal has only been stopped by Usman. And the only other time he was submitted was a Toby Amada and Pelator, I believe. I think Covington is going to win this fight unless he's an idiot and at some point goes, I can stand with you. And the only reason why he would do that is if he wrestles him to death for three rounds and sees he's gas and there's nothing on those punches anymore. On oh, to prove a point. Yeah. Because, <laughs> look, man, Covington's a troll. I don't like him, but the man's cardio is ridiculous. Oh, he's one hell of a fighter. Look, Usman versus Masvidal. Masvidal won one scorecard in one round against Usman. Covington almost won that fight. Yep. The one that went to the decision. It was 2-2. Yeah. The knockout loss, Covington made it to the fifth round. Yep. Masvidal's out of here in the second. Now, I know people like, it's MMA math, but if you look at what Masvidal's done to everybody else in the division, which goes back to me saying, he's beaten everybody. He's put them on their back, and he's beaten them. Or somebody like, you know, you fought Damian Maya. Like, as long does, as Kobe doesn't walk into a flying knee. What, and he won't. I don't think he's that dumb. Like, when Masvidal fought Askren, Askren's only entry point was a takedown. Like, yeah. there was no striking to set it up. Cummington's got decent striking. He's not like a world-class striker, but he does enough to make you think about what he's doing. Yeah. I think Cummington just puts him on his back for five rounds. I think maybe in the later rounds, he kind of tries to throw hands with him, which could be a bad decision. But ultimately, that gas tank that Covington has, Masvidal has to finish him in the first, first round in order to win this fight. First, he's got seven and a half minutes to get it done. Yeah, and I don't see that happen. I don't see it either. So I think Colby wins this, and then... Colby will continue talking trash. He'll be calling for a title fight. Um, we'll hear more about fake newsmen and all the stupid little puns that he does. And we'll be right back to where we were. So let's hit our break, though. You guys don't go anywhere. Because like we told you just a little while ago, Kevin Holland is in the building. He is going to talk to us about his upcoming fight this weekend. We're going to 
see what makes him tick. One of the most exciting fighters, having an amazing year, now looking for a back, but had an amazing year, now looking for a bounce back to last year. So much to dig into there. So don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. Everybody, we are back, and as promised, we got Kevin Holland joining us ahead of his huge fight this weekend at UFC 272. Kevin, what up? Thank you for taking time out. You're look, you just basking in the sun. Weight cut looks like it's going well. I like it, man. It yeah, looks it smooth. looks like you're comfy. Yeah, it's going smooth. Can't complain. You know, I'm on task. I'm on. I'm on the weight they want me to be at. So, so should be a smooth cut. A lot of water. Good, good. Real quick, I always, listen, I need to start off this way. The nickname Big Mouth. Once people were like, yo, you start off as Trailblazer. Now everyone just knows you. Kevin Holland, Big Mouth. It was so much, it was so much part of your game, but you always lived up to it. And then you hit a little rough patch and people were like, stop talking as much. Is that something you can take out of your game? Or is that just something you've always done while fighting? I've always done it while fighting, so taking it out would be kind of crazy. I'm going to keep doing it, probably just talk more to the opponent, less to the crowd, less to D.C., <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we'll get that figured out. Yeah, I mean, he, it seems like he helped a little bit with the wrestling every now and then, though, a l- couple tips or something. Cause... I mean, yeah. I mean, Khabib gave me advice that one time, and I took down Brunson, so, you know, it's all he remains. <laughs> <laughs> so I, as as this this is all black show right here, so we got black people here. There's always this misunderstanding of when black people talk that we're being arrogant, we're being confident. It's kind of just what we do. When it, it don't matter if we're playing video games. It don't matter if we're shooting dice. It don't matter. Have you always been a trash talker? Is this just part of your DNA? I want people to understand that it's not just fighting. It's kind of our culture. Yeah, it's just kind of been a cinch forever. You know what I mean? Playing dominoes with the old fiddles and trying to figure out the best way to talk crap without disrespecting them. And, you know, it's just, just part of life, you know, growing up, you know, roast shows and all that stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, my age frame is what we do. We talk a little crap. So, yeah, I, it's who I am. Do you think there's, like, a little bit of a misunderstanding, though, when, like, you were on the Challenger Series and Dana's like, he talks too much. Because even if you go back to the Ultimate Fighter, Matt Hughes said the same thing about Rashad Evans being a showboat. Do you still think that in, in MMA there is a misunderstanding of how black culture presents itself because this is who we are, and then later on they get it, right? At first they go, ah, you talk too much, and then you showboat. Then some white dude does it, and it was like, oh, that's, he's having fun. Do you think that, that black culture kind of misunderstood this culture? Uh, nah, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, sometimes we showboat a little bit. I mean, I don't have a problem with showboating. You have a problem with showboating? Nah, man, I think that's, that's who we are. I like the showboating, but right. when well, Habib talked to people... I don't think it should be an issue. When Habib talked to people I mean, on the ground, you know, and, and he talked to yeah, Connor about beating him up, that was championed and celebrated, and that was everywhere, but you were talking to people and beating them up, and they were like, oh, he talks too much during his fights. Yeah, but Khabib's undefeated, and I took some L's. So, you know, it's kind of like uh, it's just one of those things where it's like if you're losing and you're doing it, it's probably not the best thing. If you're winning, whatever the fuck you're doing while you're winning, excuse my language, but, you're good. you know, <laughs> it's good. As long as you're winning, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you're doing. You start losing, then everybody wants to question it, you know? So, yeah, 
I mean, I don't think it's a problem whatsoever. I mean, I'm perfectly fine about however they portray me, you know? Makes sense. And, you know, you're positioned well on this card. It shows how exciting and valu- valuable you are to the promotion, to the fans. People want to tune in to see you go to work. Are you excited to go in there and be like, man, finally, I don't have to deal with a wrestler, someone who's, like, scared to catch these hands and just trying to put me on my back. Like, I can go back out there, have fun, and let these hands loose again. Nah, I mean, if you watch the Paulo Costa, uh, Marvin Vittori fight, they threw punches the whole time. So it's like... Uh, he wouldn't do people, that to you. you know, so when they... When they get in front of me, they tend to shoot for takedowns. So I don't truly believe that anybody is coming in there to uh, just throw hands. So we'll throw hands, we'll defend some shots, and then we'll keep throwing hands until, you know, the bodies hit the floor. And then we'll go home and celebrate. All right, you got to tell me about this because there was a troll that was bothering you online talking about you could submit you and you had to, uh, you had to deal with them. Uh, some people don't know this, so I know I think ESPN's <laughs> reported it a little bit, but... Yo, I need to know the mindset of you when you said, you know what? If you keep talking, let's do this for real. When did that switch? Tell the background of the story, and then we'll get to how you decided to bring this dude out here and show him what's up. Uh, you know, the dude was, like, steady in my inbox. He was asking me all these questions uh, about him, if I think I could be him or if he thinks he could be me, vice versa, whatever the heck, however you want to put it. So, you know, one day I was just like, yeah, I was on a pooper and I was like, all right, respond to some of these guys. I responded and, uh, you know, next thing you know, one day he was at the gym and, you know, I put him on the OnlyFans and the rest is history. (laughs) You know, it's just how it goes, man. I mean, there's nothing to it. Like, you know, you got to talk about culture and stuff like that. I mean, where I'm born, you know, where I'm raised, you know, it's like, this is how you get down. You know, somebody say something, you don't like it. It's like, pull up. If they got the guts to pull up, then, you know what I mean? I better have the guts to step outside. In that case, it was just stepping inside the cage and doing a little grapple, grapple, a little razzle dazzle. You know what I'm saying? It was nothing special. And then the next guy, he called me Brunson. I was like, man, I don't know. So, I mean, I know I don't look like Cisco, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I went ahead and, and uh, caught him at the gym the next day, hit him with some body kicks. So, yeah, I mean, it's nothing to it. I just, sometimes they run their mouth and they run their mouth the wrong way. And I'm like, let's meet up if you're down. And they're like, all right. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh. <laughs> it, it, there's like yeah. levels to this, too. It's like, it's the same thing when somebody watches somebody in the NBA and they go, oh, he's trash. I could take him to the rack. And then, but you actually took him up on the offer, yeah. right? Yeah. You were like, yo, yeah. all right, cool, come through. Let me show you what's up. Have you heard from this dude since, or has he gone completely dark after getting embarrassed? Uh, I hit him up, make sure he got home safely. You know what I mean? That was, that was nice. about it. And then uh, the second guy, I hit him up, make sure that he got his hotel paid for. And then somebody was like, you hit him with hard body kicks. I'm like, that wasn't even hard, but... You know what I mean? What's hard to us and what's hard to them might be different. So I hit him up and asked him if he was good, and he was like, yeah, I'm good. So, yeah, I mean, I just make sure they're straight. Other than that, you know, I really don't care. I mean, they're not my friends. You know, they just just got to make sure they got home safely. You know what I mean? They're like my kids at the end of the day. You know what I mean? You can't just be sending them out there in the road and not making sure they get home safely. You know what I mean? So if not kids, they're then like my little dates for the night. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a gentleman. I always make sure I check and make sure they open the door and go in. 
before the night's over with. So, you know. <laughs> like he's sending them home in the Ubers. <laughs> calling the Ubers yeah, out to Aswovitz. <laughs> yeah, you know, they live far, so it's usually they hop on a train or a plane, but you know, hey, Uber works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uber I mean, everywhere. My uh, man Kevin Holland is Mr. Flyout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll fly you out and tuck your ass in and send you home. I love a whole different type hey, of flute out. That's, that's, not, that's not the I way it's supposed hit, to work. I fly him out for a hit and quit and send him home. You know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> New level, new level hitting quick. Wow, you're talking about the mentality I saw this week that when RDA was looking for an opponent, you're like, yo, I think I can run this back, back to back, and do both fights on the same yeah. night. Is that part of that mentality yeah. where you're just like, you know what? Like, I just fight. Like, I, I can do them both. Let's just face them out a little you. bit. I'm going to be honest with you. I had no idea about the RDA thing. I was upstairs doing a workout. Somebody told me that that had happened. And then the next day I heard I tweeted something. And I was like, how did I tweet when I was on the video game? But, you know, my manager's slick. So <laughs> he's looking for a bigger pay. I'm, I'm down for whatever. You know me. He already, my bad, y'all. I'm over here hitting the table. They already know how I get down. So, yeah, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? He tight for me. Yeah. Word is bond. He put my word out there. So I bonded to it. You know what I'm saying? They, they want me to step up still. I still take two. You know what I mean? But my boy Renato got it, so I got my money on Renato. Do you? You got Renato over RDA in that fight? I mean, we, we KO gang. You know what I mean? We knock people out. So, I mean, at least that's what the contracts say when we sign up with KO reps. So, yeah, I got <laughs> Renato. Got it, got it. Uh, also, I saw a story about you weren't, you didn't really want your UFC contract after the Challengers uh, Contender Series because you, you didn't want to get yeah. caught up. Tell me about this a little bit. Cause yeah, I, that was a long time ago. Yeah, you were, in your mind when that fight was happening, were you thinking about this? It was like, shit, man, if I get this contract, uh, they might, you know, the new side might yeah. be coming for me. Yeah, I just, no, I just had a long talk with my people. Like, I mean, I did my, I did what I was supposed to do, to, you know what I mean? Pass drug tests and stay clean and all that stuff like that. But, I mean, that shit sucks. So I was thinking in my head, like, yo, I need to get my name out there. I'll take this opportunity. You know, it's a good payday. I get the dub. You know, he only signs people if he knocks people out. I usually knock people out. That's probably why they put me on here. I appreciate Mick, but I don't know if I'm ready for this in life. So I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and beat this guy up and then uh, maybe get, like, a contract somewhere else that pays pretty good because they know the UFC was going to pick me up. Because I was like, I just don't want to really, you know what I mean, not be able to smoke weed and have USADA popping up my house like on probation or something like that. Because, <laughs> you know, don't nobody want to be on probation. You know what I mean? You talk about the statistics of a black male and stuff like that. A lot of us been on probation before, and I don't want to be on probation like just to sign up for it. But now that I'm with Usada and they pop up in my house, and I don't have to worry about them testing me for weed, like they don't care about the weed. I, I piss quick, you know what I mean? Like as soon as they come in, here you go. That's all I got in me, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, there's smoke alarms. Someone might be smoking weed somewhere in the vicinity. Send off the smoke alarm behind you. Yeah. It's, it's all right. You know, it's Vegas, yeah, they, baby. You never know in Vegas. Though. <laughs> yeah, it's Vegas. Yeah, Everything never... legal in Vegas. <laughs> Big facts. Yeah, so... Everything. Going into this fight against Cowboy Oliveira, there was a quote. You said, yo, I want to send him into retirement. Is that a notch on your belt? Like, in, into this? Or is this your goal now, where you're at in your career in the UFC, where you want to put some of these, these veterans' names on your resume and be like, yo, I'm the one that sent them off to, you know, going and chilling at the crib and putting those names there to help you climb the ladder faster. I mean, no, nah, I mean, nah, not necessarily. I mean, I do want all the OGs just because of the simple fact, like, one day, like, they don't have their name. So you ain't got to worry about them if they're going to have a name one day. You fight some of these young guys and it's like, 
shit, that fool might fall off. You see me, I decent name, then fell off with a couple fights. So what if I never win again? You know what I mean? Like, ooh, that'd be a bummer. But then I'm nobody. You know what I'm saying? So you like to fight OGs. So then you can say you fought somebody. You don't want to go back and tell your kids 10 years from now I fought this guy. And they're like, bruh, that motherfucker didn't even get on a video game. Excuse my language. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, though. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I would love to fight a couple OGs. And when I fight them, I low-key would like it if they didn't fight nobody else if I put them out in a devastating fashion. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if you got put out that bad, knowing who you are, you normally don't get done like that. It's probably time to like call it a wrap. And if you are going to fight, I hope you fight somebody that's really reasonable for you to beat. That way it don't look like somebody else retired you. You might as well just give me the honor. It's no disrespect whatsoever. We all got to call it a wrap sooner or later. And a lot of these guys that I do want and I'm putting away like that, if I do put them away like that, it's usually around the age that I want to stop fighting. But I want to go out on top. So I feel them on wanting to go out on top. But this dog got to eat, bro. Mm. Uh, when you knocked out Jacare, that's a, that's a lot of people's their favorite knockout of yours. Is that your favorite knockout? Do you ever go back and look at that knockout and go, damn, that was some work? Because we hadn't seen nothing like that before. Nah, that's my my least favorite knockout. <laughs> really? Like, if you ask me, like I really feel like that was my, that was the start of my demise. You know what I mean? Like I was sitting back and I was thinking, like I remember going home and being like, "Yo, I hit hard, you know." You know what I'm saying? So I was like, <laughs> just thinking, like I mean, I mean, the work ethic kind of slowed down after that. The work ethic was really nice before that, and then after that knockout, I just kind of feel like I slowed down a little bit. And then even when I started putting back into work, I just felt like I was like a couple months behind of where I could have been had I not knocked him out that way. Had I subbed him, think about it. I would have been like, yo, my jiu-jitsu is sick. It could be way sicker. You know what I'm saying? But I hit him with a punch off my back, knocked him out, got up and kept doing it. You know, everybody thinks, oh, yeah, that's wonderful. So then you go to the next fight, you're like, oh, I'm going to knock this guy off my back too just to show him like 2P, 3P, like the Lakers in the, you know what I mean, the top of their sprees. So, yeah, that's just me though. I get caught up in my own shit sometimes. Excuse my language. I should have just put a poop emoji. <laughs> nah, so... You win this fight this upcoming weekend. Who do you want next? Do you go into this fight with like a list of, of call outs already on the mind or what, what's your next move after this? I mean, I got a feeling somebody catches a cramp at 85 in the near future. They catch a cramp at 85. I step in. I keep my name booming in both weight classes. That's a good thing because you never know when you want to have a stake. Like the way I look at it is we don't really have seasons in this game. So when you live when you live somewhere where it gets kind of cold a little bit, it's kind of harder to make a certain weight in the winter versus it is in the summer. In the summer, you always sweating. I mean, you can't even wear regular clothes without, you know what I mean, sweating. So you got to switch up your outfits. So maybe in the winter I fight at 85, and maybe in the spring and the summer I fight at 170. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just cuckoo in the brain. I just want to fight. Man, there's, there's one other guy that's kind of doing that, Kamayev. Is that don't, you, don't you dare say it. I was going to ask, you dare. is there any interest in uh, quieting that guy? Because there's so I much hype. this is a black people show. It is, it is. <laughs> but I'm, a black people I'm, show. I'm very curious because there are a lot of... straight on a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the man gets so much hype. Isn't that a fight that you would want to, you know, hey, chill out. He's not as good as everybody says he is. I mean, I called for it when I was, when I was still ready to work. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a guy right there that, I mean, I got, I got a couple buddies that are like, man... F that guy, he ain't the truth. And I'm like, look, I'm not like you. I'm not like anybody else. Like, I don't have a problem with telling that as it is. And I feel like the dude's the truth. I feel like he's a, a dog. I feel like he's an absolute animal. He's that wolf that they call him. But that being said, I've been living in Texas long enough to know that I like to hunt or try to hunt any animal that you're allowed to eat 
or, or that can be good for the environment. And sometimes wolves aren't good for the environment, so sometimes you got to hunt them down. So I'm down to hunt anything. I don't care what it is, you know? So, uh, yeah, when it comes down to me, I don't really care who it is. I, I like the task. You know, it's like whatever happens, I like the task. And if he's that good, and I really believe he's that good, I'm that motivated to train. So that's a good thing about guys like that, you know? I wish I'd had a full camp for the Vittori fight. I would have been motivated just because, you know, they say he doesn't get hit that much, and I think I could hit him a lot, you know? Uh, Bronson fight, it was kind of like, ah, I could beat this I could beat this dude off the couch. And uh, I was wrong, you know what I mean? Got off the couch the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that, man. So we appreciate you joining us. You have still a busy day ahead of you, so I, we don't want to take too much time up. Can't wait to see this fight this weekend. You look good. You look in shape. You look motivated. Can't wait to see you put in work again, leading to a big 2022, because uh, it's just the beginning. You know, everything we saw in Thank 2020, you, man, all that's coming back, and we know it. Can't wait to see you put in work. Thanks so much for joining us. No, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, bye. All right. Everyone else, Kevin Holland, man. That's so fun to talk to all these guys who come through. Kevin Holland's hilarious. So make sure you guys check him out. UFC 272 happening on Saturday. Going to be an amazing card of fights. You guys got our full predictions and rundown already. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Blue Wire Studios. Thank you, everyone here at The Win in Las Vegas. Shout out to everyone in production. Producer Cole, baby, didn't chime in at all with the British accent. So we're going to roll it over because later on in the week, we're talking wrestling and we're going to get a drop from producer Cole Bebe in this British accent and have it on wax. So thanks to everyone in the booth as well. In the meantime, follow us on social media at corner podcast underscore on Twitter at corner club for life on Instagram. You can check us out on YouTube, the corner podcast as well, where you can see our faces, Dre's dope sweater and the sneakers they put up on the table a little while ago as well. You guys see that in crisp 4K and you can see the dope Titan Tron backdrop as we record. In the meantime, you guys be safe. Stay Rona free. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy these fights. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.